Welcome back to Be Great With Nate. Today we're going to go over chakra two dysfunctions and how you can overcome it. Chakra two dysfunctions show up as things with your sexuality, creativity, manipulation, either you're getting manipulated or you're manipulating. Issues when it comes down to tight hips, lower back problems, very hard on yourself, and feeling guilty and much more. So what I'm going to be bringing you through is how this developed, how is it showing up in your body, how is it showing up emotionally, and healing techniques that you can do to overcome this dysfunction. So we're going to first start off with how childhood trauma shows up and how it was created subconsciously. First thing we have to look at is childhood trauma, specifically around from 8 to 14. Was there a childhood trauma of sexual abuse, physical abuse, or emotional abuse? Denial of your feelings as a child. Did you have parents that denied your feelings or anytime you try to express your feelings, it could be bad feelings or it could be dreams, things that you wanted to do. Was that turned down or ignored? Parents who were super religious or had imbalances with their sexuality. So if you find, if you have a parent or parents that were super religious or super strict on what you can wear and how you can express your sexuality, making you feel guilty of it, that can show up today and create a dysfunction with a chakra too. Not happy in your body. So this is a huge one. Are you someone that had issues as a child or even now that you're not happy in your body? You judge your body a lot. You're not comfortable in your own skin. You see, when I was a kid, I was about um, about eight to nine years old. I went to the pool for the first time with my friends, and I had this birthmark right in the middle of my chest, and it was like a size of a penny. It was dead in the middle of my chest, and that really messed with me taking my shirt off in front of people, specifically girls. People used to always throw jokes at me. So as I was in my teens, I noticed that I had this insecurity about me, and I had a huge chakra two dysfunction. I had a dysfunction in my sexuality. I had a dysfunction in loving myself. I had a dysfunction of showing myself to the world because of this freaking birthmark that was on my chest. So I did, I had like little methods that I would like act like I'm scratching my shoulder to have my arm cross over my chest so it can cover the birthmark. So do you have any history like that where you, do you have an embarrassing story or are you someone that, um, you know, you may have a little bit of weight on you or you don't have the specific body that you dream of having because you compare yourself too much with people on Instagram and things of that nature. And then another one subconsciously we have to look at is alcoholic family. Do you come from an alcoholic family? Is your mom an alcoholic or is your dad an alcoholic? Usually those create a lot of abuse within itself, but I usually find clients that have a chakra two dysfunctions have a lot of issues with um, somebody in the family that's an alcoholic. Now, what happens with these clients, what I notice is these clients are usually, some of them are attracted to red. I know that may sound crazy, but usually if I do a Zoom call with them, they usually like have a red pillow or a red couch, or they're sitting in a red a car with red interior, red nails, red lipstick. So the deeper that a person has a dysfunction, I see that they're attracted to red. Chakra two is, you know, the color that represents it, it's, it's more of an orange color. Uh, red is usually the root chakra, but those are just some things that I've seen, like some patterns I just want to throw in there. Now, the next one is how it shows up emotionally. Okay. There's two states on how this can show up. You can have either or uh, extreme. Okay. So Number one, fear of sex. Clients are scared to procreate with the lights on. So I find that clients, it, this goes back into not being proud of the body that you're in. Find clients that are just scared to, uh, they have fear around sex or they overthink. Poor social skills. So if you notice that 
um, if we go to a gathering tonight or we go out with some friends and there's some new people that I'm introducing you to and you just don't know how to go about it, you get you can get really um, in your head. I usually find people who put the rest in B face, right? The rest in, you know, B, I don't want to curse, but the rest in B face. Or they're really sarcastic. Sometimes chakra two dysfunction, like people that have this dysfunction are really good at being sarcastic or really good at acting tough. But they're extremely sweet. These people are so sweet, extremely sweet. But they put that tough game on because they're protecting themselves. They've been hurt a lot. Uh, denial of pleasure. So usually they're really good at um, ignoring or uh, not putting themselves first. They usually feel guilty if they put themselves first. So, you know, they want to have pleasure in some things like go have fun or go take a dance class or go, you know, uh, you know, just invest into a course for themselves. But usually they're really good at putting other people before them as far as like their energy and, and taking themselves out the picture because they feel guilty if they do something for themselves. Um, excessive boundaries. So usually these people have uh, really, really strong boundaries where uh, they don't really trust a lot of people. They are really good at protecting their family and their friends. And they're really good at protecting their own personal feelings. They're really good at holding back how they feel. And if you are a chakra two dysfunction, or if you're dating someone that has a chakra two dysfunction, you got to be extremely patient with these people. Because one day, because you, you sometimes it feels like you got to guess on how they feel. Um, you have to get really good at figuring out your partner because they can be really good at hiding something that's really bothering them. They may bring it up like three months from now. And, but they show it, they, they show it in their emotions you know, that they play it off very well, but something is bothering them, right? For like three months, you're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you're trying to figure it out. So um, I have some techniques at the end of this podcast that's going to help you, you know, some exercises that can help you with that. Fear of change is a huge one. If you're struggling with goals, this might be you. Do you have fear of change? Usually these people get really adapted into their environment and they have ideas and stuff that they want to do, but they have a fear of change. This is one of the reasons why some people can stay with people in their relationships or stay with jobs that they really don't like because they they would rather not they'd rather go through the pain than changing the situation or the environment. So gotta be if that's that if that resonates with you, stick around and listen to more. Lack of desire and purpose. This is the biggest one. Okay. Lack of desire and purpose. So blocking creativity, these clients are very very creative, but they're holding back. So what's the number one way you can create in this world? Procreation. So if you have issues with your sexuality or you have either one extreme, you're either, and I'm going to get through the next state, state number two of emotions, you're either too sexually um, active or you're holding back your sexuality. Both states are both imbalances, right? You want a nice balance. So if you're someone that has issues with blocking your sexuality, blocking your create, you're blocking creativity. That's the number one way you create a child in the world. Is the number one way you create something in the world. How you do anything is how you do everything. I want you to remember that. So if you're having issues with zone two or chakra two dysfunctions, I you, you got to understand it's going to show. Usually this per this person is really built up with a lot of creativity. When I say a lot of creativity, anytime I get these clients, they turn out to be the best entrepreneurs. They create the best videos. They create the best thumbnails for YouTube. They create the best um, uh, setup for their, their office. They're extremely creative. They're holding back all this creativity. So um, 
I'll have some exercise at the end, like I said before, but that, that's a big one. Lack of purpose. Uh, these people usually are really good at holding back their, their purpose or holding back or second thinking about what they want in life or they don't know what their purpose is. So they can find themselves doing a career, being in relationships with things and people that they really don't want to be in because they don't, they're not sure what they want. They're not sure of what their purpose is. And if they do know their purpose, they have their, their, fear, their fear of change. You see how they all connect? Okay, so emotion state number two. So we had one spectrum. Here's the other spectrum. Sexually acting out. Have some type of sex addiction. And one of the reasons why, in my opinion, this happens is because if a person has exposure at a young age to sex and they're attracting people through their sexuality, through them looking sexy and being sexy, what happens from there is that anytime they want an emotional release, an orgasm or sex is one of the things that they go to. So what, what this can be an, an, a problem because you can start, men can start having this issue and you can start breaking people's hearts, breaking women's hearts because you, as soon as you get what you want, then you're on to the next or you, you're not emotionally tied to this person. And women got to be very careful with this because they attract these type of men. And after you attract these type of men and they get what they want, then all the the only connection you made with them is on chakra two energy, right? Sexuality. And there's nothing. What about your heart? What about your communication? What about how you feel emotionally? None of that. You didn't track each other off that. You tracked each other off sexual energy. And if that's what you like, then fine. But if you're finding somebody, if you're finding yourself in a in a nasty rotation of continue to find the same men or men, or you continue to find, you know, women that you know, you're only attracted to sexually and you want something emotionally, you're going to have to change things up a little bit if you want different results from that. But if you continue to attract people through your sexuality and your looks, you're going to be creating an an imbalance because you're only going to have relations on that level. And then usually you can find yourself with another chakra two dysfunctional person. And usually I find women being manipulated by a chakra two man. So remember, easy, remember I said in the beginning, you're easily, easily manipulated or you're the manipulator and a person can find themselves in a relationship where the woman has a sexual uh, dysfunction, the man has a sexual dysfunction, right? They both may both be sexually uh, addicted or the, or vice or whatever, right? One may be, one may not be, but since one is the manipulator and the other one is easily manipulated, it creates a relationship where someone is basically dating a narcissist or being with somebody they really don't want to be with. And the, the the only connection that may be there is sex. And I say may be there because you can find a lot of these people in their head the whole time they're procreating, the whole time they're having sex, they're just stuck in their head. They're not actually in the moment. Okay. So number two, pleasure addiction. So these people usually like have pleasure addiction. You can find people and you got to be very careful I came across, I have experience in my own personal life where you'll find people who bring up these crazy arguments out of nowhere. You're like, yo, what is going on? And then they they want to break break the argument with some type of pleasure, some type of either going to drink or either they're going to smoke weed or either gonna they want to have sex, to have an orgasm, to get some type of pleasure. So they, they can be, what number three is, they can be crisis junkies. So they can have heavy mood swings. They subconsciously love drama. So if you tell them they love drama, or if I tell you if you have this problem, you you love drama, you're going to immediately just disagree with me, right? 
But the truth is, is that subconsciously drama is always in your life. Drama is you're gossiping all the time or someone's gossiping to you and somebody always did you wrong or somebody, it's always somebody's fault. And usually they're just back and forth in this, this crisis junkie, right? And these, this is very hard to deal with. You can't tell them the truth about anything because they're oversensitive. They're extremely oversensitive. They have very poor boundaries, poor boundaries as far as they invade others, right? They may make themselves super comfortable in your house. They may blow up your phone when you ask them not to blow up your phone. They may respond when they want to respond and then, you know, not be respected on your time and your energy. So there's a lot of issues with their boundaries. And then they have an obsessive attachment. So got to be careful. Um, I find people in relationships where a person basically just goes to the store and this person can, can this person that's obsessive calls them, FaceTimes them, show me where you at, what are you doing, why are you doing that, hurry back. Like it, it can be a little obsessive. If it's not to that extreme, obsessive is, you know, putting your love into someone else so much or putting your energy so much into someone else that you're not looking within. And usually I find this state of and, and it can be different for people, right? But here's what I find. I find this state of imbalance usually being the more a person is driven and getting what they want from their sexuality, the less that they're getting from their heart and their communication. Okay, so the, it shows up in the organs and glands with disorders of the reproductive organs. So you're going to see a lot of issues. Usually I see PCOS come up, um, um, infertility problems, and I usually see bad menstrual cycles. Uh, sleep is going to be another problem for this person in the urinary system. So having issues with peeing, a lot of peeing, 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 peeing. Uh, sexual dysfunction. So usually you can find, in men, you can find pre-ejaculation, um, for men, you can also find lack of hardness, and, and for women, you can find lack of wetness. Usually, that is a state of also the sympathetic nervous system being dominant. The more dominant the sympathetic nervous system is, the more your 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 body doesn't really want to procreate. It just wants to ejaculate fast. It's going to have a hard time keeping erection. For women, it's going to have a hard time, um, you know, contracting, and it's also going to have a hard time. Usually, this person's fast to get an orgasm as well, but they're usually stuck in their head during the whole time of procreation as well. Um, they're not actually in the moment. They're probably thinking about doing the dishes after or um, ordering some food after or whatever the case may be. And then we got to look if you have a lack of sense for food, sex, and life. A lack of sense for it. So are you out of balance with eating? Are you out of balance with sex? And are you out of balance with your purpose in life? Okay, so let's go into how it shows up in the muscular system. It shows up in the muscular system as lower back issues. That's the first thing. Remember, every organ connects to a muscle nearest to it through a nerve channel. So the more inflammation that the reproductive organs have, specifically in women, you're going to have a pouch in your lower belly. It's going to be a little pouchy. That pouch is turning off the pelvic floor. You turning off the pelvic floor creates the hip flexors to get tight and pull your hips forward into something called an anterior pelvic tilt, which you'll get a lot of lower back issues and tight hips. So number two, pouch or inflamed lower abs. Number three, you're going to have knee issues. One of the reasons why you're going to have knee issues is because since your pelvic floor and muscles aren't not working, your knees are going to compensate throughout the kinetic chain. So you're going to find a lot of people have an internal or rotation, knock knees or their knees fall in, um, which can start creating like flat feet if you don't fix it. And then the next one is lack of flexibility. Now, it shows up in the nervous system by fight or flight. 
right? What is fight or flight? I told you a little, like three, four minutes ago, it's the sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight, um, meaning anxiety, stress, too much cortisol, too much adrenaline. Uh, number two, I see it show up with the communication with peeing a lot. And, and remember, the fight or flight system creates you to, it can create you to pee a lot. Peeing a lot is usually a sign that I get from this person. And with the nervous system, I usually find a person really struggling neuro, neurologically with their mind as far as I call it a 50-50 mind. A 50-50 mind is someone who is basically, say if you want to go one thing, right? And let's just say you decide that you want to go to an event. And part of you wants to go to an event. And as you go to go purchase those tickets to that event, the other 50% of your mind thinks about what can go wrong, how much money it is, do you really want to go, is it going to be fun? And this and this is usually a battle that a person faces all the time when it comes down to this 50-50 mind. One moment they want to do something, they're really confident. The next moment, their other 50% of their brain is like, well, maybe we shouldn't. And this makes a person to be extremely indecisive and it causes a lot of problems. So now if you're dating somebody and that person comes home and goes, hey, did you buy that ticket? And you're like, well, I don't know because of this and I don't know because of that and that and that. Now that person, that may start an argument or that may start problems, but you got to remember this 50-50 mind carries over and everything. What do you want to eat? I don't know. Uh, I want this. Oh no, I don't want that. Hey babe, what do you want to go? What do you want to do? Or um, how do you want me to do this one thing to help you? Well, do it like this. Oh, I don't know. Do it like that. So that 50-50 mind can really, really hunt a person and cause a lot of procrastination and indecisiveness. Okay. So that's usually how a show that shows up. And another thing is, one thing is guilt is usually a thing that this person can deal with a lot, feeling guilty all the time. So part of that 50-50 mind is that maybe it's some guilt that you'll feel, or maybe you don't believe in yourself. So just keep that in mind. If you're someone who's feeling guilty, this may be you. So here's some things that we can do. Uh, first, number one, we need to get clear on your purpose in life. What is your desire? That's the first step. We need to get clear of your purpose in life. What is something that you desire? What is something that you want? What is your purpose? And usually when I work with clients like this, the biggest thing is that they're not clear on their purpose or their dream. And it comes with a lot of subconscious traumas. Maybe someone told you you're not good enough. Maybe someone told you you're not smart enough. And these things are usually not even true, right? So that's number one. Number two, you got to start giving the world your heart. Allow yourself to create and don't judge it. So that comes to videos, art, dance, whatever the case may be. I want you to start practicing doing things without feeling guilty or judged. You got to just do it. And I and I teach my clients this all the time and I tell people all the time and I have to pay, I have to take this on to myself. When you work with people and when you work with your videos, say if you want to make videos or say you want to paint or say if you want to go dance, you got to treat these things like artwork. The reason why is because if you keep it if you try to paint the picture or if you're trying to make videos and you're thinking about it being perfect, it becomes work. And anytime something comes work, you always are look, you're playing devil's advocate all the time to see what's wrong with it, which then you could create procrastination of putting your art into the world. When you have a mindset of an artist that you're going to do it out of love and you'll learn on how to make it more receivable in the future, or basically you'll learn what what people love about your art, what they want more of, so you can put more of your energy towards there. 
then you can start to slowly put more love into your art with more particular energy in certain areas. But you got to treat these things like art. When I make these podcast episodes, you know, sometimes I make little bullet points for me to go through to be able to make sure I, I cover everything I want to cover. But yo, this got to be art for me. If this becomes work, I already work with clients. I already, I'm already writing a book. I'm already, you know, doing presentations for companies. There's only so much work that I can do. I got to make some art. I got to make some love. I got to make some fun in the world. And I use these, that's the perception that I have when I, and intentions that I have when I make these podcasts. So start giving your, start giving the heart, I mean, the world, your heart. When you talk to people, talk from the heart. When you meet that next partner, tell them what you like from the heart. And if they don't like what you like from the heart, good. You just saved yourself time and energy from someone who doesn't deserve you. But as soon as you start expressing, showing, and creating from your heart, you'll start attracting that to you. Okay, number three, anytime doubt sets in, master the why. You have some inner child work to do. So when did this start? Who told you you're not good enough? What triggers you and who triggers you? Get clear on those. As soon as you start to get clear on those, you'll start to see where these things came from. And as soon as you start seeing where they came from, you'll start being able to break it down and digest it to where it's not bothering you no more. So then you can put your artwork out in the world, your love into the world, and you can go for what you desire and you know what you what your purpose is. Number three, you got to take something I call the one, two, three, four approach to addiction. Uh, because if there is an addiction with sex or if there is an addiction with some type of pleasure that you're looking for, you have to be able to overcome that. So I'll give you a nice little breakdown of this. Number one, we need to figure out your dream. Number two, we need to see what your, there's two forces in the world. Which one are you out of balance with? Are you too yang or are you too yin? Number three, you have three decisions you can make in life at any cost at any time. Number one is this the best decision for you and your loved ones. So the, the, the choices that you make is, is it beneficial to you and your loved ones? Number two is the suboptimum is what decision is best for you and not your loved ones, which is can be good for you at the moment, but it can hurt and affect your loved ones. And that's what usually addicts do. They usually go with the second one. They get their dopamine or they get their um, pleasure, but it affects their loved ones. And number three is apathy, not do nothing at all. Sometimes it could be the best decision and not to do nothing at all when you need to take time to make a decision on something. You're thinking about something or you need to break something down. But if you're there for too long, you start to create procreation. I mean, you start to create procreation. Uh, I said procreation so much in this podcast. You start to procrastinate. And as soon as you start to procrastinate, then you'll start to create. That's the first step to failure. Okay. So and then number four is the four pillars of health, which I've made a lot of podcasts on. Number one, diet. Number two, sleep. Number three, movement. Number four, happiness. As soon as you get all those in balance, you have the power to overcome an addiction. And the last one of healing practices is movement. Movement's going to be huge for you because movement's going to be expressing emotion and you don't like expressing emotion because you can be really good at holding back how you feel. So the high vibe walk, which I talked about many times on all my channels. And number two, open up your hips, foam roll your hips, um, do a, a hip flexor stretch. Um, and another thing is dance and swim. Those are going to be huge for you because you're going to need some type of rhythm and chakra two is the water element. So usually you can find people with swimming 
It's going to be a huge healing practice for you. And if, if you don't have any availability to swim in, you're usually going to find women that love to dance, that haven't danced in a long time. Go dance. Go move your hips. Go, go, go love yourself. Don't judge yourself. Be free and have a good time. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.